there. You are listening to the Girl Talk podcast brought to you by our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee. My name is Carol. Hey, I'm Trisha. And I'm Kelly. And today we are discussing marriage, so I'm turning off my mic right now. No, we're not. No. Where do we go with the marriage topic? You know, marriage um, is important to God. God loves marriage. He designed mm-hmm. the family from the very beginning. And we want to find creative ways to invest in your marriage. So that's what this conversation is going to be about today, about how we can encourage one another in marriage. Um, I think probably one of the, the the best ways that I've been able to encourage married friends of mine is to pray for them. Because as a single woman, a single parent, who's gone through a divorce, I know the other side of it. So I feel particularly qualified to pray for my married friends. And that Thank you. is a way. Is a gift. Yeah, and that is a mm-hmm. way that you, if you, you know, you probably, if you're a single person, you've already turned off this podcast. But if not, if you're still with us, know that you play a vital role in the health of the marriages around you, that you can pray for those couples because, um, you, you know the other side of it if you're a single parent or have gone through a divorce or something like that. Um, but I want to talk about um, the last year because I think the last yeah. year kind of totally changed the marriage game. Um, we were all isolated, and what started out was a good, uh, as a good thing became a stressful, tense thing. And I've even read some statistics that say that marriages kind of are – you know, in a weird place because of the pandemic and because you were together so much and that wasn't a thing. And I want to, as a believer, say, you know, the point of marriage is not to spend less time together. You know, we really ought to be excited about spending more time together. So how do we do that in a healthy way and how do we build one another up and encourage each other um, to have marriages that honor God? Well, I think for sure that you're right about this past period of time. Right. And even now that things have opened up some, it is still an awkward, awkward time for marriages. Mm -hmm. I think connections have been lost. The more time, and and you're right, the time that you spend together, um, if it is stressful time, is actually harder on the relationship. Right. The time you spend together when um, people are frustrated, that's not positive time that mm-hmm. that's uh not good time and i think also uh, when things have opened up again and now we're trying to get back to life as whatever we consider to be normal i think we can feel like coworkers. we can feel like roommates mm. um there's no there's no connection there we're living in the same house and you are uh going for the same goals of raising kids and keeping things going but you're not you're not having time to connect and enjoy each other. I think I've heard that a lot. I, I felt it. We felt it for sure. But I felt it a lot with my friends. They, they, they've expressed that to me. Have you yeah. had that? Well, and that, that was actually one thing that actually helped us in the pandemic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Being together so much mm. helped us realize we need each other tremendously to be able to stay sane. Mm-hmm. You know, we we started playing board games mm-hmm. and we started t- walking around the neighborhood together right. and doing things together Those are connections. that connected us to each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. in instead of letting the stress kind of get to us. Mm-hmm. Whereas we had gotten in a really bad place, a really bad habit of just letting the world fill the void. Mm-hmm. And then we got so busy and so dis 
um, distracted with all of the stuff of the world that we were just not connecting to each other. And the pandemic was really good for us in that way because it made us stop and focus more on each other and reconnect. So I think what I'm hearing you say is that time together just in and of itself does not equal connection. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you, um, both of you, to answer this question. You, you just said board games and some other things, but but I want you to be very specific in how you stay connected spiritually to your spouse. Because I think one of the things that we're, that the church as a whole is that we've kind of beat up on guys <laughs> um, and and we we need to honor our fellas. Yes. Um, now I'll I'll say this: some haven't taken their spiritual leadership seriously, and and they they haven't led their families like that. And I understand right. that, yes. but I also don't think that every man husband has not fulfilled that responsibility. So we need to encourage them and not beat up on them. Yeah. Well, and uh, that's something I've learned too. Yeah. My husband was not the spiritual leader of our household for many years Mm. and I beat him up about it and it was not healthy. Uh It did not result in good conversations. How'd you get out of that? I I had to finally let it go and, Mm. and let it give it over to God and say, God, you are, you are the spiritual leader of my husband. I am not the spiritual leader of my husband, and I cannot expect my husband to be something you have not made him to be. So mm. will you please make him to be the spiritual leader of our house? And so that changed. And lots of prayer, prayer. our senior prayer. pastor getting involved to a place where he would um, invite him to a discipleship mm. program that he was a part of, not because I asked him to, because that, was, that would right. be overstepping, but right? for me to say <clears throat> to God, hey, can you pave some paths? And that God did. God mm. opened paths. And my husband is in a much, much stronger place as a spiritual leader of our house than he was even 10 years ago. Wow. Wow, that is so cool. I'm yeah. writing some of that down. Absolutely. What about you, Tricia? How do you and David stay connected? Well, uh, so I'm in a, a group of friends. We do Bible study together. And I'll never forget one of my friends, Jamie, said that they have, she and her husband have made the goal of cherishing each other, hmm. the word cherish. Hmm. And that word has a lot of, I don't, I, I, when I say that word, it has a lot of juice in me. It mm-hmm. makes me want to do certain things. And so if, if I'm trying to make a decision about how I'm going to handle a situation, is it cherishing him? Is it cherishing him? Mm. And when I say that, that to me says, am I being intentional mm-hmm. in the way I react? Am I um, encouraging him? Am I uh, acting in love for him? Mm-hmm. Am I cherishing him the way you cherish something that is precious to you? The problem for me is so much of the time I don't appreciate things until they're gone. Mm-hmm. I think like the power so outages. Yeah. I never think, thank you, God, for the lights and the power and the water and I can flush the toilet and all those things. But when it's gone, boy, I miss it. Yep. And I don't want that to be the case in my relationship, in my, my marriage. I don't want that to be the case. I want to learn to cherish first. And so I kind of ask myself that question. I'm not always good at it, honestly. I really am not. But one thing that I've um, learned to do is pray for him. Mm. Pray for him. Not, and you're praying for him in doing that, but like also praying that God would bless him. Praying that God would not, not always God would change him. Right, right. right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, 
And that has that that one act will change my feeling toward him. Mm-hmm. It will change my heart about him. I remember years ago, um, there was a, a book out called Power of a Praying Wife. You remember that book? I have. You have it. It's or great. Mar- oh, Martian made it. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And she made a comment in the first um, chapter, I think, of this book. And she said, do you long to do right or to be right? Mm, oh. That was a game changer wow. in my marriage. Write that down. Because I, I was one of those wives that wanted to be right. Mm. And... Me That's too. not always the best thing to invest in my mar- in, in, in your marriage. And, and I will just say this. I, I think the older I get, the more I realize that I need to say less and pray more mm-hmm. in every aspect. Every, not every just, life, yes. but, but I, I, if I could rewind the clock mm-hmm. and go back, I would have said less and prayed more. Because I think prayer does just what you said, Tricia. It, it changes me, <laughs> yeah. And I need a whole lot of changing, uh, but but it changes you, and it and it helps you to cherish one another, and helps you to see them in a different light. Yeah. Because our culture does not endorse encouraging the men in the household. The you culture know? says you get your needs met. Yeah. God says meet someone else's needs. I hate this phrase. This absolutely drives me crazy when people say, "Well, I just want to be happy." I'm not happy in my marriage. I just want to be happy. Yeah. Okay. That's hog wash <laughs> from the devil. Right. Yes. Like, okay. Dangerous. Yeah, it is dangerous. It is. And let's talk about why it's dangerous. If you are unhappy in your marriage right now, you are one half of the problem. That's right. Yeah. That's true. I probably don't need to say that as Did a divorce. Did you drop the mic? I'm as sorry. You were speaking to it. But and God never true. promised us happiness. Right. And happiness is also temporary. And it is a roller coaster. Can I say this? Yes. If you are unhappy in your marriage today, the secret to happiness is not divorce. Like it's right. not. True. You will have those same problems because I go back to my former statement. You are half of the problem, girl. Because you're still unhappy somewhere else. Mm. I love you, but I love you enough to tell you the truth. And I'm saying that in all the people that I've talked to, in all the situations, and I'm I'm not talking about abuse. If you're being abused and, and harmed, that is a different situation. But I am saying, if you are saying to yourself, well, I've been married all these years, and I'm just not happy. That's not a reason to leave. He mm-hmm. doesn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. He right? doesn't make me happy. He that's does. not a reason to leave. Because He's not supposed to make you happy. Right. That's not his job. I think a lot job. of it is that we put a lot of pressure on our spouses yeah. to do, yeah, expectations to yes. be things that they were never created to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we also look at them as, you know, God, the Bible says that we are one flesh. Yep. That we become one flesh when we go into a covenant marriage with mm-hmm. another believer. Well, and we then expect that other half of our flesh to be just like us mm. and to fulfill the other half of our, our needs. We're, we're missing half of ourselves. And so, oh, look at you. You have been given to me as a gift from God to fulfill all those things that are missing in my life. And find me and bring me grace. Right. And kill right. all the spiders. Ooh. Kill all yeah. the spiders. And well, that's that just is actually not true. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least at our house. <laughs> right. Kill the snakes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. And that's just not, that's not why God created marriage. God did not create marriage to give us a partner that fixes all of our problems for God us. did not give you a husband to be a savior. That's, that's true. Absolutely right. Only he can fill that God-sized hole in us. 
Yeah. And we try to have our spouses fill that God-sized mm. hole for us. Good and, stuff. Right and the there. marriage is to draw us closer to God. Yes. It is. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So that together we can be closer to God, not that we can be fulfilled and happy. I, I love it. Woo, 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 woo. Bing, bing, bing. That's, you're and sometimes it's we're drawing closer to God because of the friction. I <laughs> <laughs> can use that friction. Yeah. Oh, Lord, Absolutely. I need to pray for my husband because he's driving me crazy. The yeah. biggest pitfall, I think, in at least some of our relationship issues and some of my friends— unmet expectations. Yes. And I, I don't mean, well, I, I mean in a global sense, but I mean you can a problem can start when I expect David to compliment my outfit. This is a nice outfit. We're going to go on a date night. I bet he's going to compliment me or say I look good. Well, he's, he's got his mind on the reservations or he's, <laughs> we're heading Directions. to a movie or we got to yeah. take the child care situation going. He doesn't say a thing. And all of a sudden, he, I am so mad at him, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and then, and then it's not just that, then it becomes, that reminds me of last week when he didn't uh, uh, do the thing that I asked him to do. Historical. And then all of a sudden you never do these things. It's amazing. I haven't said a word, but in my mind, all of a sudden he is in the <laughs> dog house and he says, poor guy's just sitting there and he says, what's wrong? And you say nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and if he was smart, he'd know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think right. that's the other thing that we do wrong in marriage yes. is that we don't communicate. Yeah. Mm. We hold all of it inside. We don't share what's on our hearts. We have right. no way to actually know what's in somebody else's head. Right. I mean, right. I'm not a superhuman, a superhero person <laughs> who can read somebody else's mind. And I don't expect somebody else to be able to read my mind either. All right. So let's let's speak to this. I think we have to all. Perfect. Well, I, and I probably shouldn't have any. But but I'll tell you, I did learn some things from the failure in my life. We have to learn how to fight fair. Mm. Talk and, about that. And what, mm-hmm. I'm, what I mean by that, that is now. when you go to those places to say, you know what, I was just feeling really insecure and I just needed you to notice that I look nice tonight. Right? Yes. That's totally different than you never compliment me on how right. I look. Right. Totally. Same statement. Right. Totally different feeling, right? So I think we have to learn how to say really what the issue is without being accusatory in nature when we argue and disagree and share our feelings. Because sometimes we can share our feelings and it's like hugging barbed wire, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's like I'm going to get that little dig in there because I'm going to hurt you like you hurt me by not saying a word. Yeah. And so relationally, I think the tendency is, and and, and here's the thing, y'all, our culture like celebrates this, like says, if he's not making you happy, you need to tell him like it is. And you need to post your rant on Facebook and you need to, girl, you Mm. straighten your crown and be, you know, Uh all that hogwash. Yes. Anyway, uh, so I think we have to learn relationally that, and, and we have to assume the best. Instead of the worst. Right. Well, and we have to create a safe environment Mm -hmm. for our Mm -hmm. husbands to come to us and say the things that they're feeling too. Right. Because that's what we, that's what we need. We need a safe place for us to be able to go and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I said this or whatever. And by, but we start by creating a safe place for them to come to us. Right. That's good. That's good. We had that situation. I I actually think about this. We had the same thing last night happen. Mm -hmm. Um, David expressed something about a weekend plan, uh, a problem about it. And I was just like, well, forget it. We just won't go. Mm. And I was mad and I was going to punish him by letting him know I was mad. He was like, I'm just trying to tell you, you know, you've told me before to talk about how I feel. I'm just telling you. Mm. And I, it was so hard in the middle of my kitchen to realize, number one, he was right. 
And number two, <laughs> I got to let it go. And, right. and then number three, I've got to apologize right. because he was right. And I don't know about you, but it can be so much easier to apologize to everybody else except for him. I don't know. That's not right. I'm just yeah. telling you it can be the case. Sure. I don't know why, but it it's, can be hard to apologize to him. I think that hits the heart of assuming the best. Yeah. Because... Uh, I, I, in my experience, oftentimes I assume the worst, right. and it's easy to, mm. to jab when you assume the worst. But if you start from a place of, you know what, they love me, and they want the same things I do, and it's easier to share feelings and find common ground when you assume the best about mm. the other people. Like, they're, they're for me. Mm. They're not against me. Yeah. Like, when you assume that with your spouse, and you should. You should assume that they they want they're for you and that they want this to work and that they all those things, but that also doesn't give you a free pass to not assume the best because because I think you know you hear those words and you're like well he didn't assume the best with me so I'm not gonna assume the best to him you know those kinds of things we can't we can't be that way but I think that is a good place to start if you're unhappy today and if you find yourself just constantly about every little thing that might be one of your issues I think another place that is a good place to go is for us to have couple friends for married Mm. people to have couple friends that they can do life with yeah who also struggle with um their own thoughts you know Mm -hmm. my my parents have this group of people they call the click they've been getting together once a month for dinner for something like 45 maybe 50 years once a month every month for dinner they've got as they've gotten older they've not been able to get together quite as much but 45 years once a month that is a whole lot of togetherness Mm -hmm. all six of those couples are still married wow and mom credits that group for keeping a lot of those marriages together because she said i was able to tell my best friend um, or a couple of my best girlfriends, what I was thinking about, mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. able to mm-hmm. help me process that because they knew my husband so well. Right. And were able to help me correct some of that, um, those wrong thinkings that I had. Those women are, and men are also all believers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that makes a huge difference. So they're all pointing them back to Christ. Yeah. Can yeah. I say this too? Yeah. If you've got a girlfriend who is not for your marriage, you need to not talk to her about your marriage. Amen. That's a good point. That's a no, Amen. It's an excellent point. Yep. It is. And I you need like to find I'm, more girlfriends. I feel like I'm saying all these things and people are like going to blast me because I'm divorced. No, I'll just tell you, you I have, have learned so a wealth right. from oh, yeah. my failure and I don't want you to be there. But if you've got a girlfriend who is not for your marriage, if she's, oh, girl, you know, that's, yeah, if she's not for your marriage, yeah. then stop talking to her about your marriage. Right. Stop it today. Again, unless we've got abuse and things right. like that going right. on. That yes. sure. Keep that girlfriend. Yes. And yes. listen to her. Yes. But, but totally different. And, and we're not talking about abuse, what we feel like might be abuse or we, because our feelings are hurt, we feel like that's abuse. I'm talking about if you're being harmed physically, uh, any of those ways. Right. We're talking about really, and you know, girl, you know if, if, if you're in a dangerous situation right now or not. And if you're not, just be honest about that and say, I'm not. I've just listened to the wrong people tell me that I need to be happy because that's not the goal here. Even God himself is not concerned with our happiness he's concerned with our holiness Mm -hmm. now does he want us to be happy does he want us to have joy absolutely he does but that is not his goal his goal is to make us more like jesus right and that's what marriage does and sometimes that's not always you know 
Cupcakes and roses. Cupcakes no? and roses. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't no, mean to get off that I, wild no, you, tangent. You have such wisdom. I'm actually really, really glad that you're sharing. Mm. I think one With of the other things we, we tend to do is we think, especially as believers, that marriage shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> that because we're believers, we're right. just going to naturally exude the fruits of the Spirit. And my spouse is going to naturally exude the fruits of the Spirit. And there's going to be so much love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and like faithfulness and gentleness. <laughs> right. right. Like that Hallmark movie that I watched. That's right. And it's just simply not true. Marriage takes work. Right. And it first takes work on yourself. Right. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I'm actually, I feel like I've learned a lot from this. Mm. This is good stuff. This is good, solid stuff. Yeah. And it's it's spiritual. I mean, it is. It's not just relational. Like It, it relates to God. Absolutely. God doing it. Absolutely. That's why we do the Girl Talk podcast. Yeah. We talk about hard things, and sometimes we say hard things. And if you want to send me an email, it's not so nice. I'm okay with that, too. But I, here's the thing. We love you and we are for your marriage and we want to see it succeed because we believe God ordained it and he loves marriage. He hates divorce. He doesn't hate divorced people, but he hates divorce. And I know why he hates it because I hate it too. But here's the thing I want you to know. Just because you're not happy does not give you a free pass to walk away from a marriage. You made a promise. You made a promise before God. And we want to see you honor that promise and to live the abundant life that Christ paid for, for all of us to have married, single, divorced, purple, yellow. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. We want you to, to live that life. And we believe in your marriage. If you have questions, concerns, if you want to talk about anything that um, we've talked about here on this podcast, you are more than welcome to email us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a little happy dance when we get an email. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah. It's so much fun to hear from you. Uh, But we love you, and we want to pray for you specifically, for your marriage, and for God to do a work. And uh, so get in touch with us. You can email us at girltalk at thelightfm.org. You can, if you're a member of the the private girlfriends page, we can talk about it there. You're welcome to go sign up for that. We'll approve you for that. Also, we have a public Girl Talk page. It's called Girl Talk Podcast. It's a public page where you can share all the content. Maybe you've got a friend who's struggling and you'd like to share this podcast with them. You know, send it to them in a private message where not everybody can see it. And um, we want this to be a resource for you because we believe in you. We love you. Um, The whole reason that we do the Girl Talk podcast is to encourage you, to bless you, to lead you in a personal relationship with Christ, to see you serve him and grow in and disciple you along the way and to see you reach out to others and share the hope that you have. That is the whole reason that we do this Girl Talk podcast. And so we love you so much. We're praying for you. Let us know how we can help. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk podcast.